Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Divinely Aligned podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your coach and mentor. And I'm actually in a different location today in my home because my doggy is under the weather. Um, I don't know if you heard in a past episode, but about a month and a half ago, we decided to adopt a three and a half year old, amazing American bulldog. And he's so sweet. He's so adorable. He's 60 pounds and um, his name is Pirate. <laughs> we also have another dog named Chewy. Well, her name is Chi Chi, but we call her Chewy. And she is 11 years old. We've had her since she was eight months old and she's 20 pounds, totally different experience. Like we actually now know what it means to have a dog because our other dog, our original dog is more like a cat human. So this dog is under the weather today. So I'm actually out in the main area of our home, the living room, and he's laying down next to me. And so the audio might sound a little bit more echoey. So I apologize for that. And I'm also going to keep this episode a little bit shorter. I want to give you some key questions to ask yourself around money and wealth, specifically around something I call the wealth identity. And I'm going to be offering a really powerful, I will say life-changing masterclass very, very soon that is going to help you create a new wealth identity that does not leave any part of you behind, that does not leave your body behind, your spirit behind, your deepest core values behind. And I'm really excited to share that with you very, very soon. But for now, I want to ask you a question that I want you to believe, or I want you to begin to ponder, to reflect on, and to contemplate. Instead of going straight to the answer, like most of us do today, in today's society, we want to know things really quickly. We get everything fast. We get packages fast. We get ideas quickly. We get deliveries quickly, all of it, right? But this is a topic that can take some time to unpack and unravel and to untie some of the past knots of your stories around money that contribute towards creating your wealth identity. So first, the first, very first question is the title of this podcast episode, which is what does wealth and money mean to you? What does wealth and money mean to you? And I separated those two words out because wealth and money can actually generate different ideas and visuals and words in your mind. When you think of wealth, 
there might be a conjuring of images like yachts and mansions and travel and whatever it is for you. And money might bring you closer to home, like money in your wallet, money that you spend every day, money at the grocery store, right? So that's the first question. Just start thinking about it. You don't need to have an answer. There's no test afterwards. I just want you to start thinking about what money and wealth mean to you and get curious. Get curious about the images that first conjure in your mind when you think of wealth and when you think of money. They weren't just, you weren't born with them, right? They were, they were compiled and given to you and pulled in from all kinds of resources around your life, starting with your very first awareness of money. So I want you to, I'm kind of going to ask you some questions first and then go into a little more content. But the reason I'm asking you questions first is because I don't assume that the way I think about money and wealth is the way you think about money and wealth. And the way that you think about money and wealth creates your wealth identity. It affects your spending. It affects your giving. It affects your receiving. It affects the kind of work you do in the world. It affects everything. And the reason I'm talking about money today to back up for a second is because I've been coaching for over 20 years now. I've had several online businesses and I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a wife. I every Money affects every single aspect of us. And so when I'm working with clients or my membership ladies or my own money practices, there is no part of life that is not touched by your relationship or energy around wealth and money. So when I talk about being divinely aligned, being aligned with your core values and living based on those values, there is no way that you can separate the energy of money and spending and receiving and giving and choices in your world. If you hate money and don't wanna be part of this conversation, you might just wanna hit stop and go away now. <laughs> or you might say, wow, I'm finding myself kind of wanting to not talk about this. <laughs> and why is that? So first of all, just remember, you're safe where you are. You are just listening to me talk about money. I'm not asking you for any money. You don't have to buy anything. You just are invited to reflect on your relationship with the word money, the practice of money and spending and wealth in your life. And it's okay if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to get used to being uncomfortable, having a conversation and and wondering why you're uncomfortable about the conversation and giving yourself an opportunity to contemplate that discomfort. And that's what we're doing here today. So, the next prompt that I want you to reflect on is I, I invite you to think back to your very first awareness of money. You might have to go way back, like when you were little. Did you see your parents spending money at the grocery store when you were really little? Did you ask to buy a lollipop and your parents were like, no, we don't have extra money? Did you walk into a store and basically point to whatever you wanted and your parents got it for you or your whoever was raising you, your family of origin? Did you hear your parents argue about money? Did you see your parents sitting down to pay the bills and started to make an association that they were actually paying, writing checks and money? Did you even know what a check was? Did your parents 
you know, take you to the bank and open up a kid's checking account for you? Um, did you see your parents really suffering around money? Did your family break up because of money? Like that happens, right? It's an, it's just like a no bullshit topic that affects all of us. Did you uh, notice children around you having money to spend on lunch at school? Right? Did you um, have your parents regulate the kind of things you could buy because they gave you a budget? Like, oh, you can only get, you know, these jeans that are recycled or reused or for $20 or $10 or $2. Or was that not even a thing for you? I mean, I have seen just like you in your own life, people who have no problem just walking into a store and spending a thousand dollars on a purse or shoes or whatever. And others who would never think of ever doing that, but they might spend money on like a thousand dollar camera, right? Like we all have our own things we spend on, but it all goes way back to your very first awareness that money was even a thing. So I want you to just think back and like see the situation where you were like, oh yeah, could be a series of situations where you recognize that there was this thing called money. And back then, depending on your age, right? When I was growing up, there were no credit cards, right? If you wanted to buy something that was too expensive for the money that you had in your wallet, there was something called a layaway plan. So if you're like under 30, you probably don't have any, have, yeah, don't have any idea of what I'm talking about. But basically, if you wanted to buy a $100 sweater, but you only had $20, then you go to the store and you say, I want to put this sweater on layaway. And for the next six weeks or five weeks or whatever, you bring in $20, 20, 40, 60, 80, hundred. So for five weeks or five months, maybe sometimes, right? You could put furniture on layaway. You pay them $20 every week or every month. And then when you're done making those payments, then you get your sweater is your mind blown? <laughs> when I told my son about this, he's 15, he was in shock. Like he has no concept of waiting for something because Amazon, because, you know, he makes money walking dogs and he spends it on fishing supplies. Like there's no concept of waiting. <laughs> we try to teach him, don't worry. Like I'm, a, you know, trying to give him some financial literacy, okay? Um, but think back to that. Like, I remember putting things on layaway, but I was always the saver in my family. Like I had jobs since I was 12. I was a babysitter. I worked as a camp counselor. I worked at stores at behind registers. Like I had jobs all the time. And so I always had money, but I always loved the, the feeling of saving money. So I was not really a spender. And if I wanted to do something, like I wanted to go to see George Michael at a concert, I, the, the tickets were $60. That was huge, right? I think I was like 14 years old. And I literally saved a dollar a day for two months <laughs> to get <laughs> to get that $60. Like that's how I convinced myself. And it's funny because I think that affects how I think about money now. Um, like saving up for a course I want to take or a coach. Like I try not to overspend in advance. I really want to pay for things. Although of course we have credit cards now and we can do that and we have payment plans. So we still have our own version of layaway, right? But we still get that thing right away. So we don't have to wait. So now that I've shared a couple of my own stories <laughs> around money, what about you, right? When was your first awareness of money for your family of origin? And then what was your first awareness of money when it came to you, to buying something you wanted or 
um, buying a gift for a friend or spending money on something you wanted? You know, was it just a matter of going to ask your parents? Like for me, I had a friend when I was a teenager where I think that's where I was going earlier. (laughs) She had a dad who had his own business and he was doing very well. And I remember being at her house and we were like 12, 13, 14, maybe we were like 13, 14, 15 years old. And he would just like pull out a wad of cash from his pocket and give her a hundred, maybe 200. And I was like, dang girl, (laughs) I just, I felt you know, I felt happy for her, but I think I also felt jealous. It's like, I have to spend my own money. Like I work and she didn't have to work. She had, you know, this wealthy dad who gave her money. And I remember feeling like, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> right? So, cause I always had to work. So that's part of my story that I have to unravel. Right. So just notice when you're thinking about that, maybe jotting it down in a journal, how does it feel to you? How does it feel looking back? Do you still feel that tension? Do you still feel the way you did when you were little around money? Or have you done some conscious evolution work around it, right? Not all of us have. So I want you to think about it. How does it feel to you then? How does it feel to you now? Who is involved, right? Again, when you were wanting, when you wanted something, what were you told? Were you told we can't afford that or that's not for you? or sure, you can have it. (laughs) Like, what were you told about it? And the other thing is sometimes within the same family, you can have siblings who had very different experiences of money. Like my sister and I have very different wealth identities. We've talked about this all the time. I actually asked her questions about how she spends and what she chooses to spend on. It's very different from what I do. She tends to spend more on like beautiful physical things And I spend more on personal development, which doesn't make either of us wrong. And I I really had to come to that awareness for myself because I I used to judge her the way she spent money versus the way I spent money. But truly, I think I was a little jealous because my wealth identity is based on a core value of personal development first. Like I want to spend money on being a better human, being a better spiritual spiritual person and developing my business and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and she has different values. <laughs> They're not bad or good. And it took me a lot of maturity to get there. So maybe um, ask your siblings, right? Like what their first memory of money was and notice yourself if either of you or your siblings are judging each other for how you spend and just maybe have a little bit of grace around it because it really does get affected by who you were when you were younger and how you were raised around it. So these are all the pieces of your money puzzle that are very deeply ingrained stories and experiences about what money, wealth, desire, receiving, giving, allowing, what those mean to you. And all of these come together to create your wealth identity, right? So a wealth identity is now shaping and creating your habits around money. And if you're doing it unconsciously, then you're probably not very satisfied. You're probably living in somewhere between fear and frustration around money. You probably don't feel like you have enough. And I want to help you to reframe your wealth identity to not only begin to super appreciate what you already have, but create the foundation for 
amplifying your wealth, for changing that money story around your wealth identity and creating new pathways for money to show up for you in ways that you maybe have not imagined yet. So what I'm going to leave you with is a couple of things. One is I want to give you three new wealth identity mantras of becoming. Now, the key with mantras is if it doesn't resonate with you while you're saying it, then it's just going to like slip off your back like water off a duck's back. It's not even going to land for you. So I want to give you three mantras that feel true for you today. And if they don't feel true for you, then just tweak them until they do. And then the second thing I want to share is I'm going to be creating this workshop for you very soon, um, like in a couple of weeks. I don't have the exact, well, I do have the exact date, but I'm not going to give it to you here yet. I just want you to do this work first, and I will share the date on the next podcast episode next week. Um, but it'll be at the end of April. I actually think it is April 20. First, April 21st. You don't quote me on that, but I don't have my little book in front of me. Oh, actually, I do have my book in front of me. Um, let me just double check that. So just save the date, April 28th. I believe that's when I have it. Now you're gonna hear paper going, so I apologize. But I, I wasn't planning on announcing it today, um, but I will be doing this really, really soon. So April 21st is the masterclass. And the reason I wasn't announcing it is because I don't have the exact time yet and I don't have the exact link yet. But what you can do is in the show notes right now, there is a wait list. And if you simply put your name and email, it's not going to my main list. Simply put your name and email there. I will let you know as soon as I have the sign up link for this free, no charge masterclass about helping you to identify, shift, and release and reframe your wealth identity. Um, it's going to be super powerful, chock full of like actionable things that you will take away like crazy. I'm also going to announce a new course that I have, but if you just come to the free masterclass, you will get so much out of it. You'll walk away with a new wealth identity to start living, embodying and aligning with. So you can go ahead and get on that wait list now, and then I'll give you the link. Uh, I'll, I'll email you to let you know when that sign up link is ready. Okay. So the three mantras that I want to leave you with are, and you can pause right now if you want to grab a pen, or you can listen first and then rewind. Number one is, I get to decide how I interact with money now and with each and every purchase. It's a little bit longer, and there's a reason for that, because I, I want to give you spaciousness to tweak it as you need to. So I'm going to say it one more time. I get to decide how I interact with money now and with each purpose. The second mantra is, I get to experience life on my terms with each choice I make. I'll repeat that. I get to experience life on my terms with each choice I make. And the third mantra is, I get to grow and evolve my wealth identity with each new day. I'll repeat that. I get to grow my wealth identity with each new day. Now, the reason I, I worded them this way is because I want you to understand that your identity around wealth or your wealth identity 
is a personal, evolving, shifting, shaping thing <laughs> that you get to literally mold and craft every day of your life. And even though you don't, you might not feel like a wealthy person right now, I'm going to help you create a wealth identity that feels so good. <laughs> and it actually helps you create those quantum leaps in areas of your life that you are ready, like right on the edge to shift that thinking in. And there might just be some old blocks and stuck points that I'm going to help you to reframe and look at differently. It is a zone of genius for me. I can help you do that. So again, the three mantras are, I get to decide how I interact with money now and with each purchase. I get to experience life on my own terms with each choice. I get to grow my wealth identity with each new day or grow and evolve. And I want you to just say those out loud, say them in the mirror. And I'm going to, I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you some embodiment practices. Now I'm not just going to tell you like, here are the three things you need to think. I am going to actually help you to release and embody a new wealth identity because that's the only way you your body has to be on board with your vision of success and wealth, or it's only forever going to be a mindset like loop that you're never going to get out of because mindset alone does not change your life. Your body has to be on board. So I'm going to help you embody your new wealth identity, but first we have to identify it. We have to shift it. We have to release a bunch of things. And we have to step into the new identity, which I will help you do. Okay. What I would suggest right now, and this is what I do as well when I hear a podcast that I feel like, whoa, I just heard 10 things that I just can't even remember. Because what happens when you hear something that challenges your old identity or your current identity around wealth is that parts of your ego start to distract you. So you might've noticed that you were like wanting to scroll Instagram or you were just not paying attention. That distraction is very, very strategic by your ego to keep you warm and safe and comfy in the current identity around wealth that you have now. So I wanna help you do that. I wanna help you shift it in a way that tells your inner gremlin and that ego that you actually are safe, that you actually are someone who has the power to evolve your wealth identity <clears throat> in a way that serves you and keeps you safe at the same time, right? Doesn't mean there's not going to be risk involved in your life and making decisions around money. It just means that you know that you are safe, you are grounded, you are well, you are guided and supported. And I'm going to help you do that. So again, listen to this episode again, <laughs> because you're going to hear things you didn't hear the first time. Number two, is take some time to contemplate on the questions I asked you. And don't just trust the first answer that comes up because sometimes it's very surface level and it's okay to go deeper. And the third thing is grab a spot on the wait list. It's in the show notes and also the bio link in my Instagram account, Elena underscore Lipson. And I will let you know when the sign up link for the masterclass around wealth identity is ready for April 21st. And I hope to see you there. All right. As always, if you have any questions, shoot me a message on Instagram and my DMs. What do they call it? Slide into my DM. Um, and I would be so grateful if you left a review on the iTunes page and share it with three people that you want to have this conversation with that you think would benefit from examining, having awareness around their own wealth identity. 
Thank you so much for being here. Have an amazing rest of your day, evening, weekend, day, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Divinely Aligned Podcast. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elenalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.